Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number 172. Nick Qualia, no Jared Scally this week. And Jared, we just we gave him the week off. I texted him and I was like, Jared, do you want to just take the he was he had the baby is a lot of work. And I could see the death in his eyes last week. So I was like, man, take the week off. Don't worry about it. But it's cool. It's fine. We got our guy Al here. Al, what's up? Not much, Quags. Always happy to be the pinch hitter on this podcast. I'm starting. I'm just waiting for my official co-hosting role to come in the mail. I'm just waiting for it. Hey, I've thought about it. I've thought about it. No, you haven't. You don't have to lie to people. It's okay. No, I. Hey, I, I swear, <laughs> I've 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 dicked around with it a little bit. I've thought about it, but we'll we'll have that conversation at a different time. Fair enough. Um, I mean, look, we've we've got some. Big news this week with Boston sports. Well, not even really news. Just the Celtics right now are, I don't want to call them a wagon because of what happened. We're going to get into that. But the Celtics right now, if you asked me three days ago, my worry level, I would have been pissing my pants about this Boston Celtics team. And now we're at the point where I'm like, okay, this might be a finals team again. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into the Patriots season. And last night, so we record this on Tuesday, September 8th. Last night, Labor Day, Monday, September 7th, the boys had our Couch Guy Sports Fantasy Football Draft. We're going to go over some teams. And listen, maybe I didn't want Jared on here just so I could talk shit about his team. Because much like ESPN thought, Jared's team sucks. (laughs) Jared's team is ass. Have you seen his (laughs) roster? Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll, We're going to we'll get, get into, into it. it, but Jared's team is not good. <laughs> so we're going to get into that, but first, let's get into the weekly dump. I wanted to do a quick weekly dump this week because I wanted to get into the meat of the show quicker. So the weekly dump, obviously two big contract extensions uh, for the week in regards to football. DeAndre Hopkins comes to an agreement with his new team, the Arizona Cardinals, after being dealt over the offseason. On Tuesday, he is now the richest non-quarterback ever in the game of football. He reached an agreement of two years, $54.5 million. And the Browns also hit the extension market today with noted douchebag Kareem Hunt giving him a two-year extension worth $13 million. And actually, you know what? Another transaction, another move that happened in the NFL this week that we didn't talk about last week's show. Jadavion Clowney finally has a home. Signs with the Tennessee Titans. Signs with his former, what was, Rabel was a linebacker coach? Was he ever defensive coordinator in Houston? No, I don't think he was ever uh, D.C. I think he was a linebacker coach, but they reunite. It's a match made in heaven. It is a match made in heaven for Jadavion Clowney. Right, so they're back together now in Tennessee. I can't believe it took Clowney that long to get on a team. I know. It, it reminds you almost of like in the MLB when J.D. Martinez took so long to sign with the Red Sox. Like It felt like it shouldn't have been as long as it was. No, especially in that one was weird because that one especially, we knew J.D. Martinez was coming to Boston. Like That was one of those rumors that like it was happening in the middle of the season before. Like we knew JD was coming to this team and ever, and all of a sudden the money was like, okay, so what's going on here? And it ended up working out for the Red Sox. I think they got him on a pretty good deal for what he's worth, but 
Anyway, Jadavion Clowney now with the Tennessee Titans. And then the last one of the weekly dump, and we're going to emphasize the word dump. The girls from the No Jumper podcast, they're back at it again. I don't know. You can believe these girls if you want. You cannot believe these girls if you want. That's totally up to you. I want to believe this because this is wild. These girls just throw shit out. And it's just, it's literally, literally legit. And it's not just like small little things. It's not like, oh, I don't know. He likes, he likes this and he doesn't like this. This girl is just like, OBJ likes to get shit on <laughs> during sex. OBJ likes to get pooped on during sex. And again, you can choose to believe this. You can choose not to believe this. That's totally your call. But man. These girls, I because remember, this is, I believe these are the same girls who talked about basically the blowjob train that they had with the Phoenix Suns. What, a month ago? Something like that. You know better than I would. I have no idea who these girls are. This is that same group. You remember that rumor? I heard, I heard about it, yes. This is, I believe this is that same group. Um. They, they can't stop. <laughs> I'm loving it. Keep on putting this crap out there. We need to hear this stuff. No, no pun listen. intended with the crap. No pun intended. I know. I got to stray away from that. And listen, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not one. I'm not going to sit here and judge OBJ. His sexual preference is his sexual preference. If he likes to get shit on, he likes to get shit on. That's totally his call. But man, for these, <laughs> for these girls, whether it's, it's a lie or not for these girls, just to put this out there is wild. It's just entertaining. That's exactly what it is. It's entertaining either way. All right, that was the weekly dump. Again, we're doing a very quick weekly dump. And you know, guys, you listen to the podcast uh, this year, last year. You know we've got our guys and girls over at Manscaped. And listen, our friends at Manscaped, and Al, Al knows this too, they have the best products. Guys, fellas, when it comes to grooming your downstairs area, your balls, okay? You need to visit Manscaped. Guys, if you're bored in the house, why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure that your balls are smooth while you and your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. Manscaped, and there it is, Al. Thank you. If you're watching the video, you can see it right there. There's that LED light. So big, so friggin' big. Manscaped is our go-to brand for below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. While you guys are probably looking for new things to do at home, why not making grooming your balls a part of your routine? Again, Jared, we talked about that baby. We talked about his wonderful, beautiful little child just a few moments ago. And that baby is brought to you by Manscaped because who knows? Maybe Laura would not have made love to Jared to create that baby if it wasn't for Manscaped products. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. This third-generation trimmer, that is three, features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Guys, not only does Manscaped obsess over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, but they only use the best ingredients in their formulation. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, and Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant and Moisturizer. There it is. Thank you, Al. 
guys are probably sitting on the couch with your hand on your balls anyway, maybe even in your car. I don't know. Might as well keep them smooth as eggs with the and smelling fresh. Subscribe to the Perfect Package 3.0 and get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower 3.0 delivered to your door every three months, making sure that your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. Guys, for a limited time, get subscribers get not one but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, $39 value the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxers. There we go, Al. Listen, I went golfing over the weekend at a golf course that, I'll be honest, I didn't really like that much. Other Couch Guys Sports podcaster, Connor, he took me. He wanted to go to this place in Rehoboth, Massachusetts. Uh, Not my hometown, but I live right next to it. His hometown, Rehoboth, Massachusetts. And let me tell you, this golf course, I was not a fan of it. That place kind of sucked. Guys, this is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off with free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off with free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with the with free shipping at manscaped.com using promo code COUCHGUY20, C-O-U-C-H-G-U-I-2-0. And you get that sweet-ass newspaper, too, in the perfect package. Guys, make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thank you to our friends over at Manscaped. Gotta love Manscaped. All right, so before we get into the fantasy draft recap, I want to get into the Patriots season because obviously, so we record this on September 8th. This comes out on Wednesday, September 9th, as long as everything goes good and the audio actually works this time and we don't have to do some trickery to fix that. The Patriots season is coming up and we talked about this a little bit on the Twitch channel. We talked about the Patriots record, what we think it's going to be. And honestly, Al, just looking at the Patriots schedule, regardless of if Tom Brady was going to be here or not this year, if Tom Brady was on this roster, this is a hard-ass schedule to deal with if you're the Patriots. One of the hardest in the league this year. Which is crazy because they always have a walk-through easy schedule. Every year, that's what it seems like. They have the easiest walkthrough schedule. But this year, it's an absolute wagon of a schedule. Mm-hmm. So, with that, I mean, first, we got to talk about, obviously, Cam Newton. Cam Newton named QB1 starting quarterback. And Jared Stidham, obviously, the backup. And then you got Brian Hoyer doing Brian Hoyer things that he's done throughout his entire career for the most part. But Cam Newton leading this team and. Obviously, I don't think they're going to come out with anything negative about Cam through training camp. I think they're going to hype him up. But based on all the reports and from the video that we've seen, we've seen very little, to be honest. But from what we've seen, I think Cam going to work out just fine. And I think the Patriots are going to have a damn good season. And you know what? I'm going to chime in on that because I was one of those people when Cam Newton signed I wasn't oh, happy. Against it. I was very much against it because I thought this was going to be the year that we were going to see Jared Stidham take over the offense and sort of get a just that fountain of youth because obviously we had Tom Brady for 20 years. But I got to tell you something, Quags, and I said this yesterday. I'm starting to like Cam Newton a little bit more each and every day. He's saying the right things. He's doing the right things. Like you said, he got named as a team captain when he hasn't even played in a game yet. I mean, that says something to the to the man, to the character. So props well, to Cam Newton. Something Bill said, something Bill said was this is the hardest working guy on the team. You, that's got to be a shot at Brady. You know for a fact that's well, a little I don't, bit. I don't, think, I don't think he meant in the history of the franchise. I think he just meant this season. 
I know, but you still can't say that that wasn't still a little bit of a dig at Brady. You, you can't even deny that. Listen, it, it is going to be the perfect start of 2021 because we need a new year. We need to just jump into a new year, get rid of this ass shit year. Shout out OBJ. And get to a Super Bowl that we all need to see this year, and it's going to be the Patriots, and it's going to be the Bucks. Uh, that would be quite the Super Bowl. I don't know if it's going to happen, but that would create headlines, That's what we on, need. headlines on headlines. That is what we need. Now, look, I'm not going to sit here and say the Patriots are going to go to the Super Bowl. Okay? I'm not. Good. Especially when you look at the schedule. So, so let me actually pull up the schedule. So you got so, the Dolphins week yeah. one. And I'm not going to go through the win-loss thing here. Yeah, I'm not going to go win-loss. Dolphins-Patriots. Patriots-Seahawks. Tough game. Patriots-Raiders. I don't believe in the Raiders. I just don't. No, don't uh, Patriots-Chiefs. Woof. Uh, Patriots-Broncos. Where is that game taking place? That game it's, it's, at, it's home. It's home. It's at New England. Okay, yeah. so that's good. That's good. Uh, Patriots-49ers. I'm not necessarily a huge believer in the 49ers, personally. Especially this year. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if we go into this year. I wouldn't be shocked if this is the type of team that has a Super Bowl hangover. Well, don't forget, too, the Patriots are going to be off the bye that week. So they have two weeks to prepare for the 49ers. That's true. But I'm like, I'm leaning more towards the fact that the 49ers, like, they might come off that Super Bowl loss and might not look like the same team. I think they're going to be a good team. I just don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. So they're going to be the Atlanta Falcons, basically. Not as bad. But, but, maybe. but it could be close. But continue. Patriots, Bills. The Bills are going to be a very good team this year. I don't think Josh Allen can throw football as well. But the Bills are going to be a pretty damn good team this year. Patriots, Jets, puke. Uh, Patriots, Ravens. That's That for me is a woof. That's scary. But look. Here's the thing with the Ravens. Last year, now, Bill saw Lamar Jackson really start his NFL career. The year before, it was kind of like a, it was a false start. Last year was really when we saw the real Lamar Jackson. Bill's going to have a plan for him this year. I wouldn't be shocked if the Patriots do really well in trying to shut Lamar Jackson down. And I wouldn't be shocked if that happens a good, a, a decent amount this year. Because now teams have film on him against their own team. He's also said that he wants to throw, too. He wants to throw the ball more. He doesn't want to be a scrambling quarterback anymore. But how much can you believe that? He Well, look, look he has to because you, you see these running quarterbacks and they get hurt. They get hurt a lot. And it ends their career. It shortens their careers. So he almost has to go to throwing the ball. Uh, the Texans, I don't believe in the Texans. Doesn't matter to me. The Cardinals, we'll see. Kyler Murray, I think he's going to have a big year this year, especially with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Chargers, whatever. Rams, whatever. Dolphins, okay. Jets, okay. Overall, I wouldn't be shocked if this team goes 10-6 and six and makes the playoffs. That's, that's what I have them at, 10-6. I said before the year, we said this on Legends Lingo too. We did the record breakdown and everything. I had 10-6. and six. Maybe win the wild card game and then lose in the divisional. That's my realistic expectations for this team. As long as you've got Bill Belichick here, though, Al, I don't think that you can put put it past them making the Super Bowl. I don't. I think but, they. I think they could. They could make it through the postseason with the brilliant mind of Bill Belichick right there. I think he is such a catalyst, and we're going to wait see a minute here without wait Tom. A, wait a minute, though. Here's a couple things you want to consider. Number one. 
Wasn't Bill Belichick at home last year in the wild card game against the Titans? Yes. Did he get outcoached by Mike Vrabel in that game? Yes. Also Listen, on your there's defense. There's only so much you can do when your quarterback's old and can't throw the football anymore. Valid point. But another thing, too. You lost Dante Hightower because he opted out. You lost Patrick Chung because he opted out. Those are yep. two big pieces of your defense. Two big You know pieces. this. I agree. You're a smart, you're a smart guy. You coach. Or the coach. You Thanks. host. You should, you should be a coach. You host Patriots Roundtable, so you know the deal. You know football. You know this Patriots team. They're not as good defensively, and you're relying on guys like Anthony Jenkins, Josh Ucci, and, you know, Kyle Duggar, and I know Duggar's going to play some safety and stuff this year, but you're relying on a lot of rookies and second-year guys like Chase Winovich and stuff to take the brunt of that loss that you have and make up for it. I don't know if they're going to do it. I still think the defense is damn good. Even without Dante Hightower, listen. The secondary, love, yes. The secondary, I love yes. Dante Hightower. I love Dante Hightower, so don't take this the wrong way. I think he's old, and I think he's slow now, so I don't really know if that's much of a huge loss anyway. I think you lose his leadership more than anything, but at this point, he's slowed down, it looks like, every single year. And Patrick Chung, I think, is a big loss, yeah, but I think the secondary overall is still one of the best. It might be the best in the AFC. It might be. So I still think this defense is going to be strong. And here's something I think that is worth noting with the Patriots losing in the wild card round last year while I was at my buddy's wedding, watching it on my phone in the corner. I watched Tom Brady's last game on a phone in the corner of a wedding. If it makes you feel any better, Diego Fiesta and I were all together with our girl, with our significant others, our girlfriends, and we weren't happy after that game. It was my buddy. I'm not even kidding. My buddy picked that weekend for his wedding because he was like, the Patriots don't play wild card weekend. I mean, they it's never not, play it's wild not card flawed logic. Not no. flawed. <laughs> they did it in like 10 years and they played it for the first time in like 10 years. So anyway, I think that Tom Brady was ready. Tom Brady already had a foot out the door last season. He already had a yep. foot out the door in that postseason game. I think that's a huge thing to think about and to consider when you look at this team this year because you've got a motivated as hell Cam Newton. I think you got a healthy Cam Newton. I think you have a Cam Newton that you haven't seen in a few years. I think this talent level is there. I think their receiving core is a little better than people give it credit for, potentially. Potentially. I think Nikhil Harry is going to step up this year. Bird is just lighting it up in camp. I think we're going to see actually some production from Gunner. I think a big loss is sneaky Damian Harris being on the IR for three weeks. I think I think so, too. But when he comes back, and as we'll talk about, I picked him up in our fantasy draft late. I that think was... he's going to have a significant role in this team once he comes back. I think he's going to – I think Sonny Michelle is an afterthought. I think Sonny Michelle is no more. Poof. Gone. I think it's Damian Harris's time once he comes back. Unless Sonny Michelle decides to step up. If he decides to step up, then that's a whole totally different story. Now, imagine if you have both of them, both healthy and both productive now, too. Now you start to open up even more options for Cam Newton and that offense. Listen, what's Sony going to do? Drop the ball? He can't catch footballs. He screwed me last year in fantasy football. I had him in my flex. He did nothing. He sucked. I don't want him. I don't want him to be on this team anymore. He killed me last season. I'm excited for Damian Harris. Let's go, Damian Harris. Well, but, you're not going to see him for three games, but. So here's something that I actually saw with, and I forget who said it. So let me, I'm going to try to pull that up while I, after I ask you this question, Cam Newton. 
Somebody made a remark that they think Cam Newton could get an extension after this year. Do you think if he has a big year, he could get that extension? I think he could. I mean, it would be dumb of Belichick to not offer it to him, especially when he's doing everything so far and he hasn't even thrown a pass in an actual regular season game for the Patriots yet. And if he goes out and he explodes for a big year like he did in 2015 during his MVP year, you have to at least entertain well, the thought. Well, if he has an MVP year, that's like that's a totally different story. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, right. That's without question, and I agree. But if he just has a really good year where he's like a top 10 quarterback in the league, and this is me saying this is a guy that didn't want Cam Newton at first. If he has a big year, you got to find a way to extend him for a couple more years. And if that means you have to give Stidham more time to develop, that's fine. Do it up. Learn behind a former MVP. Learn behind a guy that brings high energy in practice every single day. So a quote from uh, Mike Tannenbaum. He said, quote, I think he could be the Patriots quarterback for the next three, four, or five years. Now, I don't think that Cam is going to be a Patriot past this season because especially if he has a big year, he's going to be looking for a big contract. I don't think the Patriots are going to give him that contract. It's not the Patriot way. It's not what they do. If Cam takes a cut, much like Tom did for a long time, if Cam takes a cut to stay here in New England, that's a different story. But I don't know if he will. I think that he's going to get that sack. Because let's be honest, if, if he does sign a big contract, it's going to be his last big contract. So he's going to yeah. want that big money, which, I mean, that's no issue. Like, that's you, you want to get that money? Go get that money. But if he does want that money, he's not going to get it here in New England because, again, that's not what the Patriots do. And from everything that we saw prior to Cam being here, prior to Cam signing with the Patriots, they think that Jared Stidham's the next guy. And he should be the next guy. I mean, he had a he was very talented coming out of Auburn. A lot of people had high praise for Stidham. So you know what? If it takes him another year or two to learn the system better— and sort of just do everything in his power to become that next generational quarterback. Obviously, nobody's going to be Tom Brady, but if you can get him for half the duration, have him for the next 10 years, don't you take that as a as a win? Yeah, if but now, it, so now, I, like I was just talking about before, about Cam Newton's uh, storylines in camp, how people are excited about him, how they've seen a lot of pro, uh, promise from him, how he's a hard worker. No, nothing to do with the work ethic, but on the other side, the flip side with Jared Stidham, I've seen almost the opposite. He has he struggled in camp, struggled yeah. in camp. Now, so did Jimmy G, but that does not make me hopeful about Jared Stidham for the future because it didn't sound like he just struggled. It sounded like he sucked. Yeah, not not a great. I mean, I even heard a report that he could be a third string quarterback, which I'm not obviously a fan of being a part of the Stidham train and wanting Stidham to eventually get the starting job. So it stinks to see, but you know what? Maybe it's a lesson for him. Maybe it's like, hey, maybe I shouldn't have stayed as long as I did in Texas and do the right things and get to OTAs and everything else. Did anybody draft Cam Newton in our league? Yes, somebody did. I think it was uh, I think it was Connor. Connor Ryan? Yeah, Connor Ryan. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. We got, a, we got a good league. I'm excited for this league. So, so let's talk about the league for a second. And do you want to take the reins on it or do you want me to? So so let me jump into it real quick. I'll get it going. Go but Al, Go I mean, listen, I'm going to say this segment and also another chunk of the show is brought to you by our friends, last year's sponsors, this year's football sponsor, an amazing sports book, my bookie. Guys, winning season returns at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means Survivor, Super Contest, and Squares. 
At MyBookie, winning season means hitting all of your parlays in props with your feet up, watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice, baby. It's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest in your intuition. My intuition usually sucks with betting, but I do it anyway. Use promo code COUCH, C-O-U-C-H, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play. Designed to add more excitement to the sports that you love in the games that you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play that you want makes it makes make is waiting at my bookie. You want to make is what? Okay, it's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Again, guys, use promo code Couch C O U C H and double your first deposit. Winning season begins today only at my bookie. All right, so let's recap this really quick. We had a fantasy football draft last night in the Couch Guys Sports realm and the Couch Guys Sports universe. We had 10 of our bloggers come on and do the Couch Guys Sports draft. Let me tell you, first and foremost, my team is a wagon. I don't care what ESPN says. ESPN ranked me as the sixth best team. The only team I'm going to put above me right now, Al, is Waleed. Waleed's team is good. Waleed's team is pretty scary. So our he's- Couch Guys Sports Twitch streamer. Waleed, one of them, he has a wagon of a team. And let me pull that out. There it is. How do you say his last name? Jeha. Jeha? Jeha. Looks exactly as it's spelled. All right. Yep, pretty much. It's okay. This is Waleed's team. Drew Brees, which I cannot believe in my other league too. Drew Brees drops so far. He consistently gets a ton of points. So that was a steal. Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett. Uh, Cooper Cup, Darren Waller, the New England Patriots defense, and Justin Tucker. Now, I'll be honest. His bench isn't that great. But if his starters stay healthy, he has a horse of a fucking team. Yes, he does. His team is very, very good, and he went to brag about it after we all left, but that's okay. Now, you want to talk about ass teams. You want to talk about ass teams? Let's talk, let's talk about a bad team. Are you talking about Mr. Jared Scally? Jared's team sucks. Oh, I have it right here. <laughs> no, I have it up right here. So Jared's team is as follows. His quarterback is Daniel Jones. What were you thinking, Jared, with Daniel Jones in that well, NFC East garbage division? Was and Jared just smashing his face on the keyboard? I, I Maybe. His first overall pick was Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Which, which, in his defense, a lot of people are making that move, but I am just so worried to make that move because nobody knows. There, people are only making that move. Like, he's ranked as a first-round pick only because of the coach, Andy Reid. Well, what happened to Damian Williams? COVID. He backed out. He didn't oh, get it, right. but he didn't okay. want to play okay. this season. Oh, so he backed Okay, okay, gotcha. But the rest of his team, Joe Mixon, not a bad, not a bad RB2 option. I mean, he's he's been rising up draft boards, I'd say, a lot this year as opposed to last year. For an yeah, RB2? No, well, well, he had a lot of hopes last year, and he fell flat. He was very underwhelming last year. His receiving core, I think, is weak with Kenny Galladay and Calvin Ridley. I think that's weak myself. Calvin Calvin Ridley is somebody that I think will produce, but not enough to, to mask this team. Especially, like, who did... Like, His tight end is Tyler Higby. All the quarterbacks out there, you couldn't get somebody better than Daniel Jones? Yeah, he has Cam Newton. Uh, his flex is Robert Woods. He has the Chargers defense and special teams. Chris Boswell is his kicker. 
And for his bench, he has A.J. Brown, Kareem Hunt, Tyler Boyd, Brandon Cooks, Jordan Howard, Jameson Crowder, and Matt Breida. I have no words to say. It's brutal. It's pretty bad. It's brutal. And I'm going to clip this, and I'm going to send it right to him. That team is bad. (laughs) And, I mean, look, and if – if he whoops my ass in the middle of this season, okay, great. I'll, I'll shove it in my mouth. Shove it in my mouth, pal. But, man, that's a brutal-looking team. That is. He's got two running backs that you don't know how they're going to produce in Hellair and Mixon. You don't. I think Joe Burrow is going to make the Bengals a little bit more entertaining to watch, but I don't necessarily trust Joe Mixon. And Robert Woods is somebody else who – he sometimes he produces, but for the most part, like he's just he's not great. Now, I want to specifically go to Connor Ryan's team. Okay, so let's let's go to Connor Ryan's team right now because Connor's team, do you, Connor's team is interesting. I think that's a good Con- word to describe it. Connor's team has a chance to be nasty, but like like I don't like. I know why you draft Julio Jones. Because, but he doesn't get in the end zone. He 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 went on that drought for a while, and then he started to score. But I just am so tepid to draft Julio Jones in fantasy. In Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon, I think a lot of people are too worried about him. I think Melvin Gordon's actually going to have a, a pretty good season up there in Denver uh, with so his new team. And Dalvin Cook, I had him last year in my in my main league at home. Not that this is my main league, but my main big money league at home with my boys at home. I had him, Delvin Cook, last year. He was nasty. Kyler Murray, I think, is going to have a giant year. Yeah. And then you, you got George Kittle. Now, this is, so his flex spot, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, is interesting because he's a breakout candidate. But I don't necessarily know if, it, it depends if Lamar Jackson sticks to, his word, sticks to his word and throws the football this year. If he throws the football, Brown's going to be a top receiving candidate on that team. But if Lamar Jackson does what he does last year, Marquise Brown's probably going to do more of the same of what he did last season. And not only that, too, another name to keep an eye on on Connor's bench is James White from the Patriots because if the Patriots do a lot of checkdowns this year, which they might very well do, who is your best receiving back if you're the Patriots? It's been James White, and it always has been James White. So that's a guy that realistically, come week three or four, could be seeing that flex spot for a majority of the year. Especially, and this is something we forgot to mention. We're a full PPR league, one point PPR. So George, I mean, I was gonna say George Kittle. Uh, George Kittle is probably gonna be good for PPR. But James White, coming out of the backfield, Cam Newton, his last full season with the Panthers, his pass percentage wasn't great, but he completed eighty percent of his passes when throwing to his running back. 80%. His running back was Christian McCaffrey. You got James White, so I think that's huge news for James White. Now, I'm going to go into a week one matchup, Al. Okay. I'm not I want to talk about this. this week one at matchup. Team Nahigian versus Boston President Quacks, which I don't know if I was drunk when I made that name. I don't even remember naming my team. <laughs> okay. I'll be on. All right, go on. They've already changed up the numbers a little bit. I was projected to whoop your ass. You were projected to beat me by nine points, and then I made a change, and now it's like four. What was the change? I, I took out DeAndre Swift, and I put CeeDee Lamb in the flex. CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb and Gallup 
and Amari Cooper. I think all of those guys are going to help my case because I got Dak Prescott in this league. Dak Prescott, he has so many receiving options right now on his team. The Cowboys aren't going to win shit. They're not going to win a championship. They're not. They're barely going to get deep in the postseason. But boy, are they going to put up points. They're a flashy team right now. I don't believe in them. But yeah, you're right. They're going to put up fantasy points. And Dak Prescott is going to put up fantasy points. Now, I'll be honest with you. Again, I don't understand why ESPN thinks I'm the sixth best team. Because, I mean, I think I got a nasty-looking team here. All right, let's take a look at your team. My my biggest question mark, I think, on my team is Juju. Juju, yeah. Because I don't know I don't know how Big Ben's going to be this year. I don't know how the Steelers are going to be this year. I picked Juju pretty early, but I think he can have a bounce-back year. Evan Ingram is another question mark for me. Adam Thielen's the top target now in Minnesota, so I don't know why people are avoiding him. Without Stephon Diggs, he's the guy. Uh, Especially going against that Green Bay defense in week one, too. You should be getting a ton of points because Green Bay's defense is usually down. Terry McLaren and Dwayne Haskins. Those two, they love each other. Dwayne Haskins is just going to be throwing 80-yard bombs to McLaren. I think that's another excellent pick. And then I got Matt Prater. And I got Baltimore's defense. And my running backs are Aaron Jones and Josh Jacobs. Like, I think I got a wagon of a team, dude. I don't, Again, I don't know what ESPN's talking about, those dummies. I got a horse of a team. Eh, your team's all right. We'll see what happens week one. That's all I'm going to say. I think your team's pretty good. I think you wasted a pick on Odell. I So here's my thing. I take a look at my team, right? I didn't like the Kenyon Drake pick last night. But then I thought to myself, the Cardinals are going to be explosive. And Kenyon Drake's going to be probably your number one running back option. And he was good with Miami, so I'm okay with that. I have Kamara. I have Russell Wilson as my quarterback. Mike Evans. Odell. Odell is just that one guy that y- you know he has all the talent in the world, but he just doesn't produce. And But I'm under the impression that Cleveland's offense this year is going to be – has to be good because this is the last year, Quags, in my opinion, that Cleveland has to be good. They have no more excuses. The head coach is gone. They brought in Kevin Stefanski. They really don't have any excuses. They have none. They brought in Kevin Stefanski from Minnesota last year. He apparently has gotten the locker room already. So this is the last year. And if Baker Mayfield is going to be going to Odell, hopefully that benefits my case. And hopefully that Cleveland offense gets going because I need him to be. I'm liking CeeDee Lamb. And I'll tell you what. I like Hunter Henry as a sneaky comeback candidate candidate this year from injury a few years ago he was he looked like he was going to be the next tight end and then he got hurt what was his acl two years ago in camp whatever it was it ended the season and people just kind of forgot about him but it looked like he was going to be the next guy but again that was our fantasy football draft we're not going to go over everybody but i think i got a horse of a team i'll say it again i got a horse Your Your, your team is good i think i think both of our teams are good and i think honestly it's going to be a good matchup. I really do. I think it's going to no, be I'm a gonna, I'm going to step on your ass. No, uh, not, not even close. And when when I win, when I win, I'm coming back on next week for five minutes just to rub it in your face. You, oh, you're it. not going to win. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. When, no, when I, can't I do. Back. I know. But when I do, I will be back on here. And I will be gloating in your face. How about, yeah, how about I'll, I'll say that. 
if you win this week, you get an automatic invitation to come on next week's show. Deal. Okay. And and in the future, I get to be the third co-host. In the future, you're just gonna get a contract out of this? Yes, exactly. That's you gotta go big, go big or go home, baby. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm confident in my team, but okay, I'll, I'll do that. All, All right. right. All right. Let's go to the Celtics. Last topic of the night, the Celtics. So now, let me let me tell let me paint a picture. We all know what happened. Last Tuesday, we're talking about this team. The Celtics were playing in the middle of our show. Listen, when they lost that game, do it. Was it that? Well, yeah, that was the second game. Okay, so they went up 2-0, and then they went up 2-0. We were, hi- we were hyped off of game one. We were like, okay, this team looks like they're legit. looks like they're going to beat the Raptors, whatever. And then Thursday night rolls around. We all know what happened with the last second shot. Kemba, and that took away from Kemba's amazing play to oh, get that, that ball to Dan Tice underneath Beautiful. Do you know that was so anti-Kyrie Irving? Because you know Kyrie would have been forcing that shot himself because he would have had to take that shot himself. But Kemba drew everybody to him and then threw it to Tice to go up by, go up, was it two? Go up by two. Yeah. Now, I've got that tweet written out. I am writing a, a victory tweet. Half a second left, okay? I've got YouTube TV, so it's technically a stream. And as most of us know, streams are usually a little behind cable, so you get the notification. I shut off my notifications to ESPN and, and Bleach Report generally, especially during like baseball games if I'm, if I'm betting on them because I want to react to them live. I got this tweet right now, and then all the, there's, a, there's a half second left for Raptors take the ball, and I've got again I've got the tweet right now, and all of a sudden at the top of my screen, I see Raptors 104, Celtics 103. And I was like, my mouth dropped. I've got my girlfriend sitting next to me. I was like, how? How? How do they How do they do this? Because again, I haven't seen it yet. Because I'm behind. I'm on the stream. They pass that ball in. People, and nobody give Taco Fall any issues, okay? Taco didn't do anything wrong. He, he, he was, no, he's a bohemian standing in front of him. That's what he is. That's what he does. That's what he was supposed to do. He did his yeah. job. It was a great pass by Kyle Lowry. It was I hate an to give him credit by Kyle by Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I hate to give Kyle Lowry any credit because him and him and Nick Nurse are just whiny little girls. But my goodness, what a pass by Lowry! That was just that was a perfect pass. Nick Nurse and Kyle Lowry do need to shut the fuck up. My God, For they complain. Like, do they do they think they're helping their cause? Do they think the refs are ever like, you know what, you you guys are right, you won me over here. Now you guys are gonna get the next call. No, right. you're you're building calls against you. Are you surprised by the fact that Kyle Lowry has drawn the most offensive fouls this year? I'm not no. at all, not no. at all. Because the refs are like, dude, shut up. Anyway, so that happens. Whatever. Celtics still up two to one. You go into Saturday, and they didn't look good. So Jalen Brown is in my opinion and his opinion he was the reason why that that final shot happened on Thursday night he did not play that well at all and he admitted that so Four i was for like, 18 okay. from the field yeah so let's see him go out on saturday and he struggled 
And that right then and there, when after after that game ended, I was like, this might not be good. This team might not be as mentally tough as we thought. Because after coming back from after after losing that game the way that you did, it's a testament to the mental ballsness of your team to come out that next game and shove it down their throats and show, hey guys, we're still the better team here. And they didn't do that. Now, after I see that, they're tied two to two. I'm genuinely concerned that these guys are not going to win the series now. I mean, hell, if they lost that game on Monday night, they weren't winning this series. They were done. They were cooked. But, I mean, from all the reports that we're seeing, Kemba Walker, he checked the heart of his, uh, he checked the heart of his guys at the door and was like, guys, we got to go out there and win this game. Let's show that this team can do it. Let's show that this team has heart. Again, so anti-Kyrie. He talked up this team, and look what they did on Monday night. You Lights know what that out. showed me, Al? What did it show you? These guys are so mentally tough that they can go to the finals and win. I'm going to be cautiously optimistic. If the Celtics don't win game six, so as we're recording Tuesday night, if they don't record, or if they don't win, if they don't record tomorrow, their own podcast, then they're absolutely horrible and we don't want anything to do with them. If they don't win game six on Wednesday night, I am not going to feel good going into Friday night at all, especially against the defending champions. They're going to have a little bit of momentum. In my opinion, I called this at the beginning of the series. I said Celtics in six and you need to close it out on Wednesday night. You have the Raptors on the ropes, literally. Knock them off. Jalen Brown. I mean, what a game from Jalen Brown. Game 5. 10 of 18 shooting. 27 Way points. Way to come back. That was huge for him. Kemba Walker. 21 points. Brad Wanamaker. A bench contribution. 15 points off the bench. You're getting the total team effort. And Quags, you can agree with this. This Celtics team is better when they are a team and when the scoring is evenly distributed, just like they did in game five. Yes, and that's what makes this team so special. Like, it's not, it's it's superstar dominated in a sense, but they have depth, and they have more depth than what people gave them credit for. There was, there was talks in the middle of the season about how this bench wasn't that good, but now the bench is stepping up. And look, you're still waiting for Gordon Hayward to come back. And he's back in the bubble now. He's got a quarantine, and he's not going to be ready yet, um, especially not this series because of that ankle. But you still got Gordon Hayward coming back. And I'm not one of those people who thinks that the team's better off without Gordon Hayward because why would you think that? No. He, the he, team was playing so well prior to his, injur- his injury. You, you could have used him in game four for his outside shooting. Yes. Yes, you could have. He would have been ideal. And if his, if his shot was on, because you didn't lose by that much. You were in you that game. You lost by seven. You lost by seven. For how shitty the Celtics played that night, they didn't lose by that much, which tells you they can beat this team. And the Raptors shot well. I think they shot close to like 30-something percent, 30-5% like from three-point land in game four. The Raptors played well, the Celtics didn't, and the Raptors won by seven. What is wrong with that picture? The Celtics have outplayed... I was going to say, it just shows you how much better the Celtics are than the Raptors. Out of out of the five games in this series, Quags, how many do you think the Celtics have outplayed the Raptors? Every Genuinely game. Outplayed, except for game four. I think they I think they even might have outplayed them. 
no. the Raptors no. outshot them. The Raptors were hitting their shots, which was the which was the only difference. It was, but Toronto just they looked hungrier. They looked more determined to win Game Four. I thought out of the five games, four of them the Celtics have played better. And okay. I know what everyone's gonna say. You were, you know, 0.5 seconds away from going to the Eastern Conference Finals. But guess what? Go win game six, and that doesn't matter. And I said this to a group of my friends after that game three loss. I said, okay, go win game four. Obviously, you didn't, but now you're back up in the series. Throw the finishing punch. Punch your ticket to the Eastern Conference Finals and get through Miami. Because it's probably going to be Miami. Miami. Because Milwaukee ain't coming back from 3-0, especially if Giannis has that ankle problem. Giannis, Giannis is missing the next game. Giannis is missing game five. So there you go. Miami's basic. Congratulations, Miami. You're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Punch your ticket. And I've said this before, but I'm going to change my tune now. Especially if Gordon Hayward comes back. I love the Celtics' chances against Miami. Miami, I think, is a little more athletic. I think they have a little bit... Better shooting, I think, than the Raptors. They have some good players. Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic, uh, Bam Adebayo. They, they have some good players on that team. But as a team, give me that Celtics team over the heat any day. But you got to take care of business first on Wednesday night. Celtics and Six, Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode 172. In the books, Nick Qualia, Al Nahigian. Hey, who knows? Maybe future third chair co-host of the Couch Guy Sports <laughs> Podcast. We're going to see how this goes. And we are going to get blogs up every week, keeping everybody yeah. updated with how the Couch Guy Sports Fantasy uh, Football League is going, the power rankings, who's winning, who's losing. And we're going to get the scores tweeted out on the Couch Guy Sports main Twitter channel every week, too, at Couch Guy Sports on Twitter. And if you guys are watching video— I'll be one to know. I'll be one to know. Just saying. Just shut up. Not a chance. No, there's have, a realistic chance. And if you've watched the video, I hope I'm pointing the right way. You've seen the graphics already point up for our social media handles in the bottom corner. From our office, I forget the guy. Frost motion, I actually I have a handle fiber. I have a handle? No, no, you don't. But we can oh, get you one. We can get you one if you win this week. That'll be included in the package. Okay? Deal. I'll take it. Nick Qualia, Al Nahigian, guys. Follow us on Twitter at Nick Quag and then at Big, Big Al 2793. Big Al 2793, rate and subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. You guys can catch the Couch Guest Sports Podcast, your fantasy, our fantasy football, fantasy sports show, and BSB's block list as well. And I guess that's it. Check out all the other podcasts on the network too. Al, Legend Lingo Podcast, Legends Lingo Podcast. Uh, you guys can catch the Twitch channel at Couch Guest Sports on Twitch. Follow and subscribe there. We've got three great Twitch streamers. Four. Uh, and four. then we've got four. Okay, great. We've got four now. I don't know what's going on. We've got a ton of other, ton of other podcasts too. We've got the Boston Bruins podcast, the Garden Gals, which the hockey's coming back in a couple months, really soon anyway. So we're gonna have that ready to go for you. It's already going right now. Again, Nick Qualia, Alan the Hegan guys. We're gonna talk to you next week for episode 173. Talk to you then. Thanks for watching, and thanks for listening. See you guys. <laughs>